You're listening to the Get Inside Us podcast. My name is Hannah. And I'm Adam. Right, so I'm in the middle of making a pub quiz for my extended family. And I'm like, cool, we'll have a Cardiff round. Everyone in the family lives in Cardiff, they know Cardiff. Um, so I want to run this question by you. Which are there more of in Cardiff, Greg's or Starbucks? Do you know this answer, Jake? Yeah, it's Greg's. I don't even. I can't. I don't even know where one Greg's is in Cardiff. I only, wait. No, I do. The reason not- the reason I knew it was Greg's is because when I walked over to Big Tesco, where there was never a Greg's, one just popped up and was in a random industrial bit. So they just build them where workers are. And decide that works. Yeah. That's fine. They're so, really capitalising on like the the midday construction worker at the moment. Like, oh, there's a screw fix here. It's Papa Greg's there. Papa Greg's screw fix. Greg's. Well, wasn't that the whole thing with like pasties and pies and stuff like that made for that? Like people going into like the mines are going to go do labour and stuff like that to like have wrap up a meal. That is true. Pastry, right? What I will say is, me and Adam had the best pasty. Oh. <laughs> Bakehouse. <laughs> you guys are like pasty kings. Like every time I hear about pasties, it's from Adam. Like I fucking. <laughs> I tell you what, we went, we went there, and it was, it was so good. It was one of our lockdown treat days, and we went, went there. It's like popped into town, popped back out. Like, yeah, just <laughs> for the past, just for the pasty, <laughs> and it was incredible. Oh, because you know, I, I mean, I've talked to you. Hannah about this before. How So is this the same Greg's place? A fuck Yeah, it's the one that I rave about and I'm missing. You don't so like much, the wet open. ass pasty. You like your dry ass. No. Pasty. You're not here for the wop. No, no, it's not it's not it, it's not a dry pasty. It is the perfect level of goop. It <laughs> redefined goop levels. It's Look, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be maybe controversial to our listeners, but Greg's pasties are gross. Well, they're not really pasties. They, well, you can burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not the best I've ever had, but I do like their vegan steak bakes. So I just feel like they're too oozy. It's fine. They're fine. Before we get too far in, should we introduce Jake? Like we were meant to do with Koyo. Yeah, this week we have our third guest. Um, Adam, would you like to introduce him? Who are you to me, Jake? <laughs> I'm the Torval to your Dean. <laughs> the ants to my deck. <laughs> the, the dick to your Dom. The Paul to your Barry. <laughs> You're the Teddy to my Mr. Bean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who is Teddy? <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Mr. Bean, right? I know the face if I see it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Will I ever be introduced? <laughs> so we've got Jake on the podcast. Jake is my fiance. Oh. My fiance. My fiance. Say. Say, say ain't so. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about you a lot on the podcast. You come up, so, you know, may as well get you on here. So, Jake, do you want to tell us about yourself? Um, no. <laughs> End the podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> Delete the file. What am I? I don't know what I am. I'm I'm, I'm me. I make a lot of stuff. I, I, I do just about all the arts ever. Um, <laughs> I'm left-handed. Um... <laughs> Pretty much all of the organs that work for other people don't work for me. Um, my actual org, I broke uh, my organ that I've had for a long time. It's a push pedal organ. Doesn't work anymore. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you were left-handed. I feel like people yeah. could have guessed that one. I fully I guessed. Mean, yeah, because you're so artistic. A lot of the artistic people I know are like left-handed. It seems like creative types and stuff. Well, well, that. I I found some of my um, childhood reports which feature the word flamboyant a lot, which is a teacher way of saying probably queer, isn't he? Um, but you write flamboyant. <laughs> but my but my nursery one says in it, 
having trouble deciding which hand he is. <laughs> <laughs> and paired with flamboyant, that really like says that... it all about your sexuality. But that... <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then I read that and thought, "How is this a problem?" I mean, there's the there's the infamous case that I ran to Jake about a lot. My reception teacher did not like me. She would find ways to like call me out in reports. My parents got told, "Oh yeah, Adam can't use scissors." It's like, all right. I think it would be more of a concern if you were using scissors as a weapon. You know, like <laughs> like okay, you can't use them. You'll figure it out eventually. Like, what? Why is that? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. My experience in school, from a neurodiverse point of view, I would only care about the things I enjoyed doing. As in, most people can sort of do maths, even though they don't care about it, and they just sort of blag their way through it, or they say, oh, I don't care about it, but I'll just learn it, get the test over and done with. I didn't have that capability. I would just fail things. I was able, in my A-level for music, to get an A-star for composition and a U in the exam and even it out to a C and continue on with my life. So my experience of school was a bunch of teachers being really annoyed at how I kept on doing this, me being stubborn, needing explanation of application of education which you never got now i realize those teachers were my age now getting paid terribly to have a a me sort of kid <laughs> sit there and go but 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 sir what like how do you apply pythagoras to life and he's just thinking kill me now <laughs> It's just what the book tells me to teach you. Just it, do I, it. It's just <laughs> curriculum. Get out. Who is this kid? My trouble was the assumption that I was taking the piss out of people or the piss out of the system when actually I was confused all of the time. Now I'm on med- medication and have dealt with my brain. I realize I'd wish I dealt with this sooner and the school experience might not have been as bad as it was for my... Um, mental health it's a shame that teachers didn't listen as much and they just write it off and assume you know what i mean that oh you're asking this to just do whatever oh he's a troublemaker he's a cheeky one he's a you i was always afraid of the parent-teacher conferences but fucking you know it was all every time it was like oh hannah never makes any trouble she's fine (laughs) (laughs) she's nice to all the kids you know what i mean she talks to the kids that you know whatever because i would just talk to everyone and be friends with everyone and just chill and not want to get mine, trouble mine was always um mine was also the generic a pleasure to teach and i'll i'll take that thank you very much <laughs> then it was also like but could participate in class a bit more and i'm like yeah i know but i don't want to <laughs> don't make please me. don't make me put up my hand i don't want this i was yeah no teachers liked me i get on with anyone but mums like me, old people like me, <laughs> um, children like me. I feel like Jake's perfect setting is like a mum's afternoon tea. It's not Having just... a little gossip about the local village, you know? It's my favourite setting. Not just, if there is bread and jam and, oh, did you see what Mary from down the road was wearing? I don't even know where she got that. I'm in. I'm so, I love it. And and the funny thing is, people say they hate small talk, right? I love small talk. I'll bump into people and have discussions that led nowhere about nothing and love it. Just like, oh, is that, is that your dog? Yeah, that's my dog. Yeah, so I've had this dog a while. And you go, oh, that's great. And so do you like your dog? Yeah, no, it's a nice dog. Okay. Um, how's the weather with your dog? Oh, my dog actually likes the heat. It's wonderful. Oh, I love your dog as well. And then you never see that person again. And it's like <laughs> oh, I'm laughing because that is what I grew up with. That is my mother. <laughs> it's perfect. I don't talk to everyone for an extended period of time. I think I have a cut. <laughs> like, I, I love whenever I go to Costco. They all know me. I can't go anywhere. It feels like you have this deep connection with every member of the staff. (laughs) (laughs) And they always ask, like, oh, so where's your (laughs) mum? They love my mom in Costco. (laughs) She's like the star. (laughs) You're a local legend. Maybe you'll be as infamous as Ninja one day. (laughs) 
just compare me to it as a, you mean like the streamer? <laughs> oh no. No. Cardiff no. Ninja. What's Cardiff Ninja? <laughs> or Mike from McDonald's. <laughs> I miss him, man. I miss who Mike. Who the fuck is Mike from McDonald's? Like, he's just a—he's so, just a legend. Are they just a living legend? Obviously, yeah. Who are they? Mike from McDonald's. Just if a guy who's really tall who used to work at the McDonald's on Queen Street, but they ended up with like a Facebook <laughs> fan club, and like everyone knew who he was. He's just a nice guy, you know. He's just a nice yeah. guy. The ninja. Um, he plays drums on like the, the bins in the street. I, I, I don't know how else to describe him. He's just he's like his own entity. <laughs> I mean, I guess I was a legend on campus, wasn't I? I was the bird lady. <laughs> I was the li- <laughs> like people saw me and they're like, oh yeah, you feed the birds. I'm like, fuck off, fuck off, leave me just because the geese follow the me birds. across campus. <laughs> That's just what happened, and I'd have a trail of geese, and it'd be wonderful, and it made my day. I have, I have a, well, not a phobia, I just think I get, like, anxiety around geese. And it's because when I was about five, I got chased by one and had to jump over a fence. But the fence was too big, and I was tiny, and I was trying to get over, like, this massive fence. While a goose was chasing me and yelling at me. <laughs> I was just trying to. I was just trying to be a child. Um, well, that's when you. So yeah. I remember that very vividly. You turn around and you face the goose and you go and you go what what and you face it and then it'll be like oh <laughs> shit and it'll run away like they're all barking no geese are. Yeah, not when you're five. Yeah. <laughs> that goose could have taken you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it could have eaten my head. It you to death. I don't know. I don't. Geese are. Oh. Well, the the. the the reason the reason we're all uptight about it in in the UK is because from when we're small we get told don't go up to swans they break people's arms. <laughs> we get told that our whole lives. Don't go up to them they will break your so arm. Any bird, or and any so large bird. Or yeah. a, any yeah. bird will break your arm. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> so you face an aggressive goose and you're like fuck it's after me it's gonna bust me. <laughs> it's after my arm. I don't know what I do with my arm, but it's after. Swans it. are clumsy as shit. Like in the water, they're graceful. As soon as they're out of land, they'll fall over and stuff. They're real, like they're not they're, their coordination and stuff like that's real off. Yeah, I'm just a bird lady, dude. Like, yeah, I pet them and I love <laughs> them. And they... the birds. I think it's. I think a lot of these these stories get passed around because of parents worrying about their kids. The reason you tell a kid that a swan will break its arm. So it doesn't go up and hang about with swans. <laughs> well, it was always like in school where they were like, "Oh, my class last year had someone swinging on their chairs and they they fell over and mm, cracked their head dude, open." That one, dude. When they lean back on the chairs, they're always like, "Yeah." Mm-mm, mm-mm, but that's it. So I did hear that. I, I heard more of the stuff at school. My parents just they encouraged me around animals and that. They just told me that people were awful. So <laughs> I mean, were they wrong? They weren't wrong. Um, humans are. It's like people talk about fear of ghosts and fear of aliens and stuff. I'm like, other human beings are the most terrifying things on this earth. You know what I mean? Never trust anybody. I've spent my life assuming the best in people, um, which is the most naive part of of who I am, because I know I know humans are monsters. But <laughs> absolute monsters. I could have been kidnapped at any point. <laughs> like. Oh <my> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as many times as you told, to this day I could get kidnapped. <laughs> very easily. <laughs> Why? Like, what have you done? Because if someone came up to me... Wait, and... no, I've I figured out why you'd be easily kidnapped. So the Christmas market, they are in town. Me and Jake were walking through, power walking through. I wanted to get home. It's COVID. I don't want to hang around town. <laughs> power walking through. Um, Fucking, there's a lady selling some art in one of the like the booths, and she's just trying her best to get any sales. <laughs> she's there, just sort of holding a uh, a picture, waving it, <laughs> and Jake is drawn to it like a magpie. Like oh, he sees God, it, like, Jake, no. don't don't do it, don't do it. She starts waving it a bit more, <laughs> and I'm, Jake's like, I can't leave her. I'm like, no, Jake, come back, come back. <laughs> And of course, then we went to the stall, and he had a look around. I'm like, Jake, this is what she wanted. 
you know what? She was firstly she was a she lovely was. woman. She was she was she was great. And I will never take that as an insult. <laughs> because what you have just said there is I have the childlike <laughs> I support local artists. I support local artists. <laughs> I have the childlike naivety to see a woman trying her best and want to go up and help her. <laughs> and your and your part in that story was telling me, don't do that, leave her alone. <laughs> now, I'm aware that Adam's role in my life, since I've met him the whole way through, is to be that guy. <laughs> that is his role. His role is, he knows I will stop for anyone that makes eye contact uh-huh. with me. I'm, I'm, I, I get the hypnotized. The amount of times he's been stopped on like Queen Street by people trying to sell books, and Jake's like, I've already got a book. I've already got a book. book. We've already mapped. Jake, do you, do you oh, remember the time like... the, um, the guy was like, so we want you to take this book. And you're like, oh, cool, thanks. And um, he's like, well, we we kind of recommend, you know, a donation for the book. And he'd already oh, handed it to you by this point. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, I've got, I've got five pounds. And he was like, we actually recommend a donation of ten pounds. No way. And I gave, <laughs> yeah. Like, bullshit. I thought I was be. I've... I thought I was being nice, and he like. And wait, you gave him the ten pounds? No, thank no, God. No, no, no. But because oh Jake, um, because Jake but... got such like recognizable eyes, um, he will be spotted then, and they'll be like, "Oh, Jake!" And I'm like, "Jake, keep walking, keep walking. They're gonna take more of your money." <laughs> but no, but this is this is the thing. Something about my eyes, in it's actually, there's people who I have met once, six years ago. Who remember me from my eyes, and basically <laughs> sounds like you're like you put people under a spell. It's like they look <laughs> into my eyes and I just. <laughs> I interviewed a director of a major um, arts organization. He answered about a million questions he shouldn't have, and afterwards said to the person that ran the project, "Oh, I didn't even mean to say half that stuff," but he looked at me. <laughs> And I thought, oh, this is this is a weapon. Uh, this guy just railed off. He started talking about all the bad things he'd done, how he'd failed in parts of his career. And basically afterwards, his um, his publicist who was there came up to me and said, um, y- you probably won't be able to release that interview. And I was like, yeah, I thought so. And he went, oh, I wasn't actually meant to say any of that stuff. And, I and went, now, Hannah, be thankful that you can't see his eyes. But I will say another role Adam has in my life is to remind me to say hello. <laughs> I'm Jake, and I am asking this question. Um, here is the question. Thank you. Because I forget other people aren't privy to the conversation before you enter through a door. <laughs> That you had a reason for going in. Or the something. one I yeah, remember yeah. is we went to collect some photos you had developed, and you walk into the <laughs> camera place. The woman's not even at the front desk; she's like in a filing cabinet. And you just go in, you make eyes at her, and she makes eyes to you, and you just go, "Jake." <laughs> she's like, "What? <laughs> I'm sorry." And you're like, "I have some pictures to collect under the name Jake." She's like, "Oh, okay." I'm like. Jake, you need to say hello. This is a—I mean, it makes sense in your head. Like, it's the photo place. Why else yeah. would you be here saying your name? But just it catches someone off guard with just Jake. But, but I will say, this is why people remember me because no one does that. I—I I have a presence apparently, which I am, um, which I do take as a compliment. <laughs> but basically. I'm just a um, neurodiverse person who has a very specific way of going about the place. Um, <laughs> I like to think that this and... entire bit has been the answer to the question, so who are you? <laughs> anyway, on with the podcast. That was the answer to the first question. <laughs> I remember me and Adam were once in went for a walk around around the park and we sat down on this. <laughs> yes, I love this guy. <laughs> and <laughs> this guy on a bike, it was like <laughs> 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 the, 
the most ridiculous thing. We're just sitting there minding our own business. On his bike, he goes by, by and just goes, queer? And keeps going. But then we were dying. We were like rolling around. Because it was such a ridiculous thing to do like a ride by <laughs> hate speech. Like, it's like, what? But it wasn't even that I've loud either. That da- it was like just speaking no, volume. It was like just queer. queer. <laughs> queer. <laughs> but then, queer. then remember that really nice lady? Oh, yeah. We were walking cool. hand in hand. We did it for like 30 seconds once walking by a little coffee shop. And one of the ladies sat in one of the chairs and just goes, Good on you, lads! <laughs> <laughs> She's like, clearly like in her 70s. She gave us a thumbs up. I was like, Oh, I love this lady. She's <laughs> when great. People say those kind of like just out of nowhere, just statements and shit. I can't believe the man on the bike does. Like, what did he want from us? Did he want to make us feel sad? Well, Adam, do you remember we were on the train? There were some school kids on the on the um, train, and one of them came over, and I think he was dared by his friends. Anyway, he came over and said, "Are you gay?" And I was like, "Well, I'm bi, and he's pan, but yeah, gay, I suppose, is an umbrella." Why are you interested? And he he was like, "What?" And I was like. Is this what you enjoy doing, coming over to queer people and asking whether they're gay or not? Does that excite you? No, you can go back to your friends and say that you asked asked the men if they were gay or not and made them feel bad, but that didn't happen. So, see ya. And he was just, like, taken aback and, like, walked back and was super confused. Like, it was anything to be ashamed of. Like, I was just going to crumble at the concept of someone asking me whether I am who I am, which ain't going to happen. No, it's, so. my, it's my favorite thing is flipping the script, though. I wonder what gave it away. Was it the fact that we walked in with our limp wrists? I mean, I think it's usually my socks. <laughs> you do have quite snazzy um, socks, and straight people don't have snazzy socks. I have snazzy socks. socks yeah. <laughs> I would have happily had an open conversation with that guy for the rest of that train ride if he said, hey, guys, can you two come over here? Because I... I've never seen a real a real gay person in real life. Uh, we've got some questions. Can you answer them? I'd go, yeah, all right. Yeah. So who's the top? Who's the bottom? Well, that's it's a bit personal, but no. Like <laughs> I would have gone into it. I don't mind. I don't mind if education is the purpose. But they weren't doing that. They weren't say it. They didn't come up and say, you know, I've never seen a gay person in real life. Which would have been weird, but at least it would have been like they want to learn something. Some yeah. they want to learn something, but it was just like thinking I'm going to be ashamed about who I am, which isn't going to happen. No, but it's people that are miserable in their own lives, their own existence. They have shit going on. They see other people that are happy and confident living their lives, and they have to try to find a way to tear it down in one way or another. It's as simple as that. You know what I mean? Be happy with someone else like, <laughs> how, how dare you be confident and love yourself in that body what the fuck that doesn't make sense <laughs> like shouldn't you hate yourself and walk around in misery <laughs> like i just <laughs> why can't you be as miserable as i am and i'm fucking pissed about it so i'm gonna do something to make you try to feel like shit the way i do inside it's classic i was gonna say that it occurred to me a while ago that i always get shocked when i meet straight people I'm not surrounded by straight people in my life. When someone's like, well, I've been with my partner for a long time. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just say boyfriend? They're like, no, it's a woman. And I'm like, then why would you say partner? Yeah, I thought that was a British thing. Because in the States, it was very much, if you say partner, that meant like LGBTQ+. We never used that word, did we, Adam? No. You don't want to be a cowboy? I would love to be a cowboy. (laughs) You are a cowboy. In my heart. Moo moo, motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> moo moo. Wait, so do you say fiance now? No, I say funk. F O N C funk. I say I don't know what I still we... say boyfriend. You say boyfriend. Or um stinky ho. That's or, shit classic. Um... <laughs> cause. Stinkerella. Bum alien. Are these things other people should understand or are they just nicknames? But we were trying to work out because the classic thing is and we're thinking about it early because we sort of agreed to not have kids until we're, like, super rich. Which is scheduled about for, like, maybe 15, 20 years time. No, I mean, but you're going to spend your first amount of money on a castle, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then then kids. That's the advance for the book, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When 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 I've I've got to write my memoirs, and it's the life and times (laughs) of 
the the man who was beamed in because my parents used to tell me they found me under a rock beamed um, in by aliens beamed in by aliens and my dad will to this day when i will just say something he'll go where were you beamed in from <laughs> um yeah the man who was beamed in um you know because i like to say i'm an open book with empty pages um <laughs> so the man who was beamed in and when I've got the big advance for that, I'll buy it. Sorry, castle, it just became, that and, phrase uh, became like cockles. Like, that said, <laughs> <laughs> The man who was beamed in became the cockles of the episode. The man who was beamed in? The man yeah. who was beamed in? The, the man who was, the man who the was, beamed, man who in. was beamed in. Cockles? Cockles. Cockles? Cockles. Cockles. Wait, has Jake ever heard of cockles? Oh, yeah. I love cockles. Adam I bet did you not do. know. Hey. Adam did not know. <laughs> hey. Adam did not know. A wooga. Adam didn't know what cockles were. Oh, Adam doesn't. Adam, I don't know much. Well, Adam grew up in a household that was afraid of any fish that wasn't cod, afraid of seafood, um, afraid of the pollock. Um, what the fuck is a pollock? Look. So Pollock is like generic <laughs> white fish. Okay. That is like You said the Pollock, and I'm like, what the fuck is the Pollock? <laughs> the Pollock. It's <laughs> the Pollock. So my mum has this weird thing Cuddles. where like if she's having fish and chips or like anything that's meant to be cod, she has to know it's cod. Like if a menu says fish and chips, she won't get it unless it says cod and chips. Because she thinks they'll replace it with a cheap substitute that doesn't taste good. Also, the Pollock is a very good fish used in right circumstances and cooked correctly it's not just a substitute it's its own thing my my point is i'm not surprised he doesn't know what cockles are the pollock wasn't allowed to even come by and knock on the door hello i'm a pollock salesman get out of here the pollock get out of here derek the pollock salesman ah derek the pollock coming around again trying to shift his pollock cod substitute pollock man jesus Oh, he's trying to sell me cockles the other day. <laughs> I like seafood in general, but fish took me a while. I always liked tuna because I grew up on tuna, so I was okay with it, even though it's like one of the more pungent fish. Um, <laughs> fish and chips I didn't have until, God, 2014 probably. You got that far into being in Britain, you didn't have fish and chips. Oh, yeah. No, I hated it. I hated oh the God. idea of it. It would make me gag. I couldn't do it. Like, I'm like, it's fish. It's forbidden. Like, in my brain, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Even if it was the Pollock? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was so afraid of. It's great. It took me, it just, it took me ages. You know what I mean? So I accepted cod into mm. my life. I like other seafood. I'm kind of afraid of cockles. <laughs> I'm afraid of the cockle because it looks like it's really small and rubbery. You know, there's like too many of them, like tiny clams. And I'm like, that seems like a mm. lot of pieces of chewing gum, you know? The thing is that I grew up on this stuff. So we would go to Cornwall and I would get a a cup of mussels and with my dad and eat them and sit on the beach. So for me... I like mussels, clams, you know what I mean, shrimp. That sort of thing. Squid kind of freaks me out. It's texture. Jake lives on squid. I love it. In his veins. But the thing is, squid veins, they call me. <laughs> um, anyone can like any foods if they're done correctly. Which sounds very obvious, but when squid is done badly, of course, it tastes like rubber, it's awful. When it's done well, it's my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> With seafood, I agree that there's a right and a wrong way to cook things because it can go very wrong very fast but with some other things it gets a bit more objective i feel like you could take any food <laughs> that anyone hates get a certain chef to prepare it a certain Grilled way cheese. could not and could, could not change their mind I, on it i will green eggs and ham you forever on grilled cheeses i there is no way you could ever get me to like a grilled cheese oh, i really want grilled cheese right now it's fucking so bad. So that's that's where I'm just the thing like. Is right because is a toasty the same as grilled cheese? I would argue no. I would say a cheese toasty is a grilled cheese, right? I would never put cheese in a warm sandwich. You don't put cheese in a warm sandwich. 
the the sandwich was cold when you put the cheese in it and then you toast it. I don't like melted cheese in any. <laughs> it's hot cheese in a hot sandwich. No matter how you phrase it. <laughs> Wait, what are we arguing here? What's what's what, what's the issue? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like. It. I'm saying I I don't like any of it. <laughs> I agree. The concept of taking cheese and putting that in warm bread is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but that isn't what a toasty okay. or a grilled hot, cheese hot is. Cheese and a hot sandwich is fucking gross and it sh- doesn't exist. Okay, it freaks okay, me out. okay. Well, what about cold cheese in a cold sandwich? Adam used to live on cheese sandwiches. A block yeah. of cheese and because bread. I will literally give him all the cheese that I come across. I don't care. You can have it. I fucking <laughs> get it out of ah! my existence. I mean, I think that's one of the benefits. Found some of... cheese in this bin. You take it. I've found some cheese in the drawer. Take it. I think that's a benefit of liking something that your friend doesn't like, because then you get all mm. of it if you come across it. You know what I mean? I like. I will give anybody all of my mushrooms, all of my cheese. Did I tell you oh, yes. what I did as a kid? As a fucking so, I didn't like mushrooms. We had a pizza that was like they call it like a supreme, so it has uh, peppers, onions, sausage mushroom sometimes olive but in my mind i was looking at it and i'm like oh my god i know mushrooms are on this even though they're so thinly sliced and like disappear by the time the pizza's cooked i was just taking it off and my mom was still doing something my dad and i are sitting there and i would ask my dad I'm like do you want the mushrooms he's like yeah yeah and i give him the mushrooms and i was taking off my sausages though at the same time and giving it to him and then my mom came over like to set napkins down or something she's like what's wrong honey do you not like sausage and i'm like what and my dad's just fucking eating this shit. And she's like, I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and he, she's like, honey, why are you eating? And I was like, I started crying. I'm like, I saw my sausage gone in the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> my dad didn't say shit. He was like, I don't know. Absolute you were just giving chaos. it to me. You were just giving it to me. So I ate it. It's okay. I got new slices. It was fine. <laughs> I was so, I felt so betrayed. I felt so All betrayed. Well. <laughs> I felt so betrayed and upset that he took something that he knew i would like he just accepted that i was giving it away <laughs> like but yeah fucking yeah i would give you all the cheese adam it's fine you could take everything Thank you. and i'll happily take all your mushrooms as well <laughs> yeah take all of if i could fun. live on just cheese and mushrooms i would be fungus and mold <laughs> i'd love life <laughs> yum 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 no wait what did you guys decide on as far as what you wanted at your wedding as far as food i think we talked about this before chicken right um, hot dog and fried hot dog singular one hot dog <laughs> one hot dog share it okay, look I just want a bite of the end I like the end pieces of hot dogs can I have the nibble of the end <laughs> <laughs> I think no we didn't decide on hot dogs we went to a win that had hot dogs yeah you're just making stuff yeah up. I keep saying hot dogs but we don't want hot dogs I'm just I'm just replicating no. a wedding I've been to we oh. want fried chicken in some form yeah. and of course vegan variants as well at the wedding with the hot dogs a few hours later it's like starting to get a bit peckish as my mom would say and then they brought out chips and curry sauce oh Ugh. dude dude that's exactly what i wanted <laughs> it was a good time well had and that was literally what felt like five minutes before the past year happened. yeah it was february it was booked at the exact last minute that you could have had an event without thinking about stuff and it just happened it was great and then we all wore suits and it was lovely. Remember when you came up to visit and I was like, are we going to do stuff? Are we going to do this? What's happening? Oh my God. And we were able to, remember we went to the pub and there were people in it? It was that weird week where there were three cases in Britain. And we were like, should we be hanging out? And we're like, well, the government seemed to think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there was no like real official talk about about it at the point there was like no. murmuring they hadn't addressed you know I mean? it or at all yeah <laughs> it was still before but there was the you know oh have you heard about this i mean last february well february 2020 i was in like i went to the party thing at the top of the bar and everyone's around each other and fucking screaming and throwing drinks everywhere it's how i was next to my friend with no mask on yelling stuff like spit particles all in the air you know what I mean it was just I miss the times where you could just spit on people freely (laughs) (laughs) just gobbing on people I love that you're you're in the dregs of this now I miss I I miss gigs I miss spit I miss sweat I do 
I miss bodily fluids. I miss the sweat. I miss the sweat of a concert. I miss licking the walls of the public toilets. (laughs) Oh Oh. Oh my god. I Gobbin is a word I've only heard twice now in my life. Um, It's a very specific. It's a. It's it's like visceral. It's. It's nineteen seventy, like four, and you're at a punk gig and you're just spitting on people. You're gobbin. Talking about words that are perfect for the thing they are. Phlegm. Genius. <laughs> so on point for what that yeah. is. Genius. I don't think you could give me you could give me the next a thousand years. I don't think I could come up with a better word for what that um. is. <laughs> Adam takes on the challenge immediately. <laughs> Why is that cat dancing? <laughs> what, the is, what the fuck is happening? One of the funniest things to me is how cats preemptively dance before they vomit. <laughs> <laughs> they Their head just starts bobbing <laughs> and they look like they're doing a little groove. And then they just puke instead, and you're like, okay. That's me panicking but... and screaming as the cat went to the only carpeted area to then do that. <laughs> I'm like, why? But watching a cat do that and saying, why is that cat dancing? And then it just vomits. is like so funny to me. Oh, have you ever... Just the head bobbing, just... <laughs> Why is that cat dancing? Oh, God, no! <laughs> I mean, my cat does a spiral puke, um... He does the (laughs) the puke and turn, puke and turn, puke and turn. Spread it around. Oh yeah, like all over. I had stuff on the stairs from my stockings. You know what I mean? Like all over Christmas stuff, just (laughs) puke and turn. And I'm like, the wood is literally one step away. It would have been so easy to clean up. I'm gagging. To be fair, I used to do the same when I was younger. When I was a child, I'd be like, like puke and turn, puke and turn. Pretty much. If I, I feel sick. I could go to the toilet now, or I could wait until it's in my throat. I'd wait until it's in my throat, and I'd leave a trail. Oh, so you did in my flat, to be honest, in 2013. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I did see you sprint, so I don't think you waited until it was in your throat. I think that was a bit okay, of a that difference. was like, there was no time. <laughs> I was stood there, we were all laughing, and a second went by, and the room had flipped upside down, and I'd throw it up in your sink in the yep. kitchen and then I was sprinting for the toilets and I was leaving deposits. Yeah, and like I remember Kim, I was in the living room and I was freaking out because I knew something happened. And it's like you sprint. And she just looks at me and goes, Oh Hannah, do you wanna you wanna go on the balcony for a little bit? I'm like, Yeah, yeah <laughs> like she knew what can handle and she yeah. I don't know who else. I think there are other people that handled it and it was great. She also was the one to rescue my toilet when a towel was shoved down it. So, because I walked by, I, I saw her and my other friend standing there, and I was like, what's going on? Because they were just staring at the toilet. And like, um. So, there's been an incident, and I'm like, oh, what happened? And I'm like, so, there's a towel. And I'm like, oh, God. And, like, she just rolled up her sleeve, and I was like, right? And stuck her arm down and pulled it out. And I was just like, oh, I glazed over. I was... <laughs> chaos but like she handled it and i mean what color was my vomit it was black dude it was like tar the the bit that i saw in the sink before i ran away gagging eyes watering freaking out was black it looked like tar it was devil juice absolute devil juice i blame the absinthe satanic did we have absinthe that time though or was it the different tequila yeah we did shots of absinthe Is in a green bottle. I was like, what is this? God, so we had two shots of tequila and then a shot of absinthe. Uh-huh. And then probably drinks after that. That's a great mix in your stomach. That's great. How long ago did you guys meet? Uh, we met 2013, right? Yes. Seven years. It was love at first sight. Well, that's not true. You were, you were, <laughs> you were straight when I met you. Well, you were straight. I thought I was. Well, I, mean, I didn't think I was. I was trying to be straight. But also, I didn't really know what was really going on. Did he give you the wild eyes? Absolutely. <laughs> and they've been wild ever since. Wild ever since. <laughs> so, I just... Because you're from Barry. That's where you... Is that where you grew up? Like, is that where you're born and raised? Sort of born and raised. <laughs> Barry Badoff. Barry Badoff. Well, that was, that was when the EU money came and 
came and went, so it became Barry Bados. <laughs> What's the deal with the reputation of Barry? Because I've quite liked all the bits I've driven through. But I don't know how deep into Barry I've gone. I think it's natural that pretty much any town near a big capital city gets defined um, as a bad place. Then a lot of money goes towards those places and you build them up and you build new houses or whatever you do and try and change that reputation around. See, like, there's always terrible areas of anywhere, like the street you used to live on when you were little. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I lived on a street for first six years of my life because of what went on in that street. My parents wouldn't let us go out and play. Yeah, we had neighbours that sold meth. We had um, people that would just steal things. We had, uh, you know, every dependency possible on that street and people trying to do things to get out of this situation. I don't think people are sick. I think society makes people do sick things that if they were given the choice they probably wouldn't choose it there is the the cute side and there is some really dodgy shit i could have made a million bad decisions and i made a few but i could have made a lot more but because of the support i had at home and the the good people around me who were very supportive of what i did and, and who i was I do love that place. I am very proud of where I come from, even though it does have a pretty bad reputation. I mean, where I'm from, it has a fucking awful reputation, so whatever. I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know my city. Stop talking shit. (laughs) So, but there's always, like, there's the good and bad parts, like you're saying, and it all depends on what you see and what you're exposed to. Like, when someone came to visit, um... They were doing their year abroad from my uni over here over and going to Berkeley for a year. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll help you out. And they came to stay with me for a bit, showed them around my city. We had a great time. They We moved them in up in Berkeley. And then they took a train down a couple of weeks later to visit again. And he was like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, what? He's like, everyone looked at me like, why are you going there? <laughs> I'm like, you know... You don't need to know. I don't need to tell you that. You had a great time, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's all that matters. <laughs> like, a couple months into moving to, to our new house, we found out that there was a huge yard where people would just throw rubbish. This huge pile of crap. Illegal dumping? Yeah, but it was like yeah. fenced off. So people would just chuck their stuff over it. It was just like unused land. Anyway, we move. We find out that there was a huge fire and because of how much crap there was, it just oh. kept going. It was just like, you know, enough fuel for it to oh. become this huge fire. You know, luckily, no, I don't think anyone got hurt, but it like burnt the house next to it. And we were only a couple, you know, houses further than that, but it caused incredible damage. I really like the story of your dad and the delivery. Oh, yeah, okay. My dad gets a, you know, he comes home. It's a little card that says, Oh, we tried to drop off your delivery, but we left it with um, one of your neighbours. Knocks on the door. And the dad from that family comes up and goes, Why why are you knocking on my door? And he goes, Oh, they they said they left a delivery. And he went, Nah. And my dad looks at what the guy's wearing. And he's wearing the clothes that my dad had ordered. (laughs) And then the guy's like, No, nothing got delivered. Shuts the door. And my dad just walks back and says to my mum, He was wearing what I'd ordered. (laughs) He didn't go back to confront him at all or say anything else? Well, what are you meant to do when something like, get in a fight? You're like, middle-aged <laughs> man. Do you, get, back. do you get in a bare-knuckle brawl in the street <laughs> yes, over a t-shirt? You know, like, what do you do? So, you know. It's like, the principle, Jake. It's the principle. <laughs> we got in a water fight with the kids next door. We threw a water bomb at them. They started throwing rocks at us. <laughs> but I think I, I left there at the age where my memories were just sort of kicking in, so like moving, and then I was like, "Oh, kids my own age," and being able to just play in the street is a, is a privilege. But yeah, like Barry's been one of those like people always like go, "Oh," and I'm like, "But I like Barry." And like to be fair, especially in comparison to like where I grew up, I would, oh my god, to have the fresh air would would have been incredible. Um, 
water right there. You know what I mean? So close to you and so accessible in so many ways. Every place has its winds. And I was always five minutes away from the beach, which was incredible. And I never really feel at home super far away from water. So so wherever I go, it needs to be somewhat near water for me to feel um, connected, I suppose. So I I do love that place. So the, the castle that we want to buy, yeah. there's, there's like water from all those views. You can just look out and see the water. So I think that's definitely something to invest in. Just saying, the castle. I'll always push for the castle. <laughs> to go completely off topic. When you're planning a quiz, how do you even begin picking the categories and choosing this stuff? Like, how do you even start? So we're doing round one is going to be the whales round. Round two is music, round three TV, because they, they love TV. It'll be great. Round four is Jake Strange round, which I don't know what he's going to do yet. Is confusing. And round five is general nonsense instead of general knowledge. Well, one of the questions which I was thinking of, which I probably, because it'll be too hard and also just odd, is which composer enjoyed pretending to be a cat? (laughs) I don't fucking know. (laughs) It's Mozart. If you know composers, then it's obviously Mozart. But if you don't, then you're fucked. So it has to be multiple choice. (laughs) It's all... Balancing that line between, like, not being too obvious that it's a boring quiz, but not going too out there that everyone's just guessing every single answer. Exactly. And it's interesting to do. And the difficulty is, they were like, oh, Adam, can you take control of this one? Because Jake's going to make it too hard. And I'm like, I don't know where that lie, like, where it lies. Adam's parents, God love them. <laughs> I had no fucking clue what was going on that whole last quiz because it wasn't about like which Coronation Street star from 1974. Like, well, was... I, I liked seeing my mum's eyes glaze over in the first one where my cousin was like, it's time for the Harry Potter round. <laughs> and mum was like, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> There's nothing I'm going to get here. So that happened. That That's my thought. I'm going, okay, well, how do we make everyone feel like they've got a chance? Remember, Adam, we did that pub quiz? And their music round it was, was... It was a Eurovision round. <laughs> so they would play the song backwards. You'd have to guess the artist and the oh year God. of Eurovision it was performed. It was so many steps. It was impossible. The bravery of doing a round like that, of going, this is impossible, you're all fucked, is something <laughs> that I identify with, of going, right, this is impossible, you're never going to get this. Um, let's see you all struggle. Is something quite fun about that. Yeah, because it's hard when you have a knowledge. And you're like, oh, this is this is um, common knowledge, right? And then you think, mm. oh, wait, no, I'm actually just, I'm far but into that's this. That's why I'm probably <laughs> going to do multiple choice. And when you do, like, which um, which band had more hits in, or, like, number one hits in the 1960s, and you can do the Beatles, and you can do the Monkees, or whatever, you know? So then they've at least got those two to work on, and then they can think logically, like, okay, so this happened then with yeah, them, yeah. and then this, so it's just an answer out of nowhere. Yeah. So, like the which of them more are in Cardiff. I only know of one Greg's in Cardiff and like three Starbucks. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like I said, it's very difficult because to me, it, stuff like this is obvious. But like best-selling singles of the nineteen seventies. Like I would, uh, <laughs> I'm afraid of pub quizzes. If I'm being totally honest, because I'm really bad at general knowledge. Like maybe I'll know one thing here or there, but. I panic because I'm like, I fucking, why am I being tested? I hate this. This is stressing me out. I'm out. I'm not doing it. If I'm making a pub quiz, I'll be like, well, obviously I'll do a question like, (laughs) who was the seventh Blue Ranger? (laughs) And that's common knowledge, right? I'm like, uh, um, yeah. Like even like the Doctor Who quizzes they used to do in Garden. They were so intense. Oh God, they were fucked. (laughs) (laughs) What color shirt did Clara wear in episode three? And I'm like, was was Clara in episode three? I didn't know it. Yeah, it it was still fun, but it's like you never had a chance of winning. There was always like a table that just knew everything. It was very intense. I thought I was going to be good at that. I was like, I've watched Doctor Who a lot. But then it's like, what planet was mentioned as this? I'm like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Again, it would just stress me out. I mean, if you want to come along and play with my family, you're welcome. (laughs) 
not. They'd be like, who the fuck is this person? Special guest. I don't understand anything that's happening. I'd just be like, what is this? Seriously, if I got one point, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, I did it. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you, Jake, for joining us on this podcast episode to discuss all things from cockles to pollock. It's been that's okay. <laughs> learned I learned quite a bit. So if you want to contact us or follow us on our socials, our Instagram is at get inside us and our Twitter handle is at get inside us. Adam, would you like to let the people know what our email address is? Get inside us podcast at gmail.com. Cool. And what is the little bit of information um, you would like to tell them about sending us a DM or email? Oh, I can't really remember it. <laughs> Well, basically, if you say anything shitty or something I don't like, I will block you. Um, so don't try me. Um, but please do send us all your questions, your thoughts on Pollock, uh, <laughs> on cockles. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And um, Jake, where can people find you? Uh, yeah. Jake A. Griffiths on everything. <laughs> So what's that? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. Name a site, Etsy. Um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Redbubble. I've got uh, Redbubble. I've got a um, a website, jkgriffiths.com. You can look at their art. Only fans. Find me in the places. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all. That's all we have for now. And I guess you'll hear us soon sometime in the future on a Saturday. Bye! Bye! Hello, Marta. Pop that in at the end. Like at the after the credits, just hello Marta. Should we do one together? Okay, can we time how do we time this? <laughs> Jake's yeah. just listening to the chaos. I'm like, how do we do this? One, two, <laughs> three, four. <laughs> Fucking hell. What, what? <sighs> three, two, one, and then we say hello Marta. Three, two, one. Yeah? Three, two, one. Oh, fuck three, two, one. Three, two, one. Stop being a fucking three, shrimp ho. Cockles. Three to the Pollock. Three to one. Hello, Mata. Hey, we did it. Good. <laughs> okay.